everybody. Well, uh, Todd Conklin here. Thanks uh, for being on the show. I've got a special guest today, Kim Gorley. He is a partner at Jones Williams Furman Gorley in Boise, Idaho. Uh, full disclosure, he is also our attorney. Uh, he specializes in commercial litigation and commercial transaction law. I've asked him here today to have a quick conversation with us about what's going on with uh, really, we're probably going to focus a little bit more on commercial or investment at the very least transactions, but everything that's going on with lending and with social distancing and title companies requiring <laughs> that we do closings differently. And of course, not having the federal legislature pass yet the ability to have digital signatures for notary. But now it sounds like we've got some counties and some state governments that are saying that they're, they're, they're going to produce some workarounds. Anyway, lots and lots of questions about the viability of contracts the, the, uh, that are currently pending, um, what can be done if there are some quarantine issues, all of these things that go along with it. So I've asked a legal professional to come and have a quick chat with us. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. So uh, I know we got a bunch of questions. Um, I think I'll just start and, and just sort of see where this all leads us. Um, if one of our agents was working with a commercial property owner um, and they were interested in potentially selling their property, uh, would, would now be that time to be looking at listing, marketing, and selling the property? Well, it's, it's a very good question, Todd. Um, I think a large part of it just depends on how the owners and the brokers and agents feel the market is right now. There, there's nothing about the shelter orders that have been entered by the governors, to my knowledge, that restrict uh, the uh, purchase and sale of commercial properties, multifamily properties, residential properties. And so there's nothing that is prohibiting these things from proceeding forward. It's more a function of whether the seller or the buyer thinks the market um, will change uh, and this is a good time or a bad time to be proceeding. Uh, as far as closings are occurring, uh, that seems to be going on without too much of an issue. Uh, at least here in Idaho, the title companies are proceeding forward with closings. We're doing everything electronically that can be done, uh, but that's actually been the case for some period of time now. Uh, Idaho is still requiring that uh, all the original deeds uh, be in the possession of the title company when it's recording. But other than that, uh, electronic signatures are working. Great. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm, if I'm a property owner, nothing in what's going on to preclude me from listing, marketing, and, and then obviously selling my property. You know, from, if I do decide that I'm going to list my, my property, is there anything specific that I should make sure to, to look out for? Is there anything I should be worried about? Is there any language that I should be including in my marketing agreement uh, to make sure that I'm, I'm covered? Well, the, I don't know about the listing agreements. As, as an owner or a buyer, I think there are certain concerns about what should actually be put in the real estate purchase and sale agreements. Uh, we'll talk, we can talk about that when it works for you within sort of your timeline uh, and your agenda on this, but those are a force majeure 
clauses, uh, which some people nowadays would refer to as the coronavirus clauses. Uh, but as far as the listing agreement, uh, I don't think that uh, there's, you know, you need a force majeure clause in there because uh, you're able to list the property electronically uh, and proceed with what is occurring. Uh, and so I wouldn't anticipate uh, problems there, or at least none have been brought to my attention so far in that area. Okay, great. That's perfect. So no issue with listing, no, no, nothing special that I need to have in the marketing agreement. So let's go ahead then and let's talk about, all right, now I get an offer on, on my property. Uh, I guess we can look at it from the seller's side first, if you want, and just have a quick conversation about what we should be worried about and, and looking after. Well, the key clause is what we refer to legally as the force majeure clauses, which are commonly referred to as acts of God, government restriction uh, type clauses that, that say what occurs if any of these events happen. Uh, and uh, as either party uh, entitled to not perform or would not be deemed in breach uh, if they fail to perform. Uh, those clauses are very common in commercial leases uh, you'll see them all the time. Usually they provide that the tenants still have to pay rent even if a force majeure event occurs. Uh, it is not common that you see those type of clauses in real estate purchase and sale agreements. Uh, and so then the question is with what has occurred, is that something somebody wants? As a seller, uh, I see you know, a potential issue uh, with force majeure clauses of you know you don't want your property tied up too long um, if a buyer has agreed to close hypothetically 90 days or 120 days or 60 days, whatever is occurring, and if there's a force majeure clause in there, suddenly is there some sort of extension of time that the law creates and the seller suddenly finds that, that they're tied into one particular buyer for a longer period than they intended. In the meantime, other potential buyers are going by the wayside. Uh, on the other hand, if you're representing a buyer, a buyer may want that type of clause, especially if the buyer is attempting to do a 1031 exchange, uh, which is very common in the commercial side uh, of real estate transactions. And so the, the buyer is going to identify the three properties within a 45-day period, needs to close on one within 180 days, but through this process with the shelter orders is that making it sort of impractical uh, to complete a 1031 exchange potentially. And so a buyer enters into a purchase and sale agreement and then suddenly finds that they can't complete the 1031 exchange that they were intending uh, to complete. And so uh, it depends which party uh, you're representing uh, as to what their motivations are. But I am going to guess that we are going to see more of these force majeure clauses uh, come into these real estate agreements simply because of what's going on with the coronavirus. Wonderful. Well, Kim Gorley, partner at Jones Williams, Furman Gorley in Boise, Idaho. Again, buddy, I appreciate your time and uh, hope that helps everybody.